Blog Talk Radio. to Music for Life, where we dare you to be happy. No matter what mood you find yourself in, this show provides just the right space for you. I am Judith Pinkerton, founder of Music for Life, with my cohort, Amy Frost, Music for Life National Wellness Circles Director. Together, we invite you to join us for some me time. Sip on your favorite beverage during the next 30 minutes as we explore together music medicine and life skills that support joy in the midst of crisis. Welcome, Amy. I know you had an interesting aha from last week's radio show about building hope skills. Well, for me, uh, it's it's not just waiting to see if I'm hopeful or not hopeful and make it very passive, but really, really realizing that hope is a skill and that it's something that I have to focus on and, and create. But something that really came clear, and you know I've had a lot of discussions about that in the last few weeks, is that in order to support other people, which is so much who we are and what we do in life, that my job first is to make sure my hope levels are high enough that I can really be supportive of another person. And if not, then I need to get help from somebody else or I need to call somebody else in instead of trying to just gut it out, but just really make sure that I am at the right hope level, do the work myself or call, you know, or, you know like in wrestling, tag somebody else in. Yeah, and I, um, I'm also in a place where I'm expect, or accepting, I should say, help rushing in to support me. So we might be able to get into that a little bit later in the show, but I just wanted to focus on today, we're looking at optimism, the key to eating stress. And um, I noted on our Facebook page with the Music for Life radio show that you know, there was a computer virus that didn't allow us to upload the show on Tuesday when it's normally uh, scheduled. And so that virus that you need to be aware of that was constantly wanting me to look at all these shopping opportunities uh, on the Internet is called Shop Op. And so you need to be aware of it Look, because it automatically installs itself onto your computer and you have to have a computer professional come in and actually get it off because you can't just uninstall it. So for all of you that, that want those um, optimistic possibilities of seeing other shopping opportunities, download and let that Shop app or Shop Op virus get into your computer. So looking optimistically about how we're going to eat stress, you may not want that computer virus. I know we've got a special guest who's very much alive with us today to tell us how his preferred genres have special meaning in his life. And if we have time for a caller, we'll go live at 20 minutes after the hour so that they can ask us their burning question. 
you know, I really, I am so excited about our guest, Amy. I want the privilege of introducing him, if you don't mind. I would love to have you do that. <laughs> I want to welcome Army Major Retired Ross Bryant, who is Director of Office of Veterans Services for the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. As the former commander of the UNLV Army ROTC and Deputy Director of the UNLV Institute for Security Studies, he has extensive experience in developing new programs and creating partnerships which benefit UNLV students. He comes to the Office of Veteran Services after a 24-year career as an enlisted soldier, NCO, and former Army, Army officer. He took advantage of his GI Bill benefits, and he earned his bachelor's degree in German language and a master's in national security studies. Ross's interests include staying in contact with former UNLV cadets who are now Army officers serving overseas in the global war on terrorism. He also supports and enjoys veteran programs which work with community partners in assisting the next generation of veterans and their family members transitioning to civilian life and achieving their academic goals. Welcome to the Music for Life show, Ross. Well, hey, thank you. I appreciate being uh, invited. Yeah, and this is a a real interesting um, topic because I know that you, you know, in in the position that you're in have constant opportunities to practice optimism. And so you shared with me your music that were favorites for you, and they are so opposite each other. (laughs) We're not going to actually listen to them on the show, but we've got a link on the show page, and you can go to that link and listen to these two songs. More importantly, I'm going to know, Ross, how... What intrigues you about listening to anything could happen? Well, what I like about anything could happen, I deal with um, working with uh, a lot of great men and women who've come back from service to build their next career. Um, We always focus on healthy vets moving forward on what they do. And, you know, a lot of them reach into blocks trying to figure out, okay, I, I used to be a warrior, so to speak, on a team. And what is it I want to do in the future? And uh, how do I get there? And that song I listen to all the time because it's, it's like the title said, anything could happen. You have to be prepared when opportunity happens, and opportunity happens when you're prepared and you're focusing on where you're going in the future, and then you can identify things that are helping you on your path. So that song really brings that into me. And I listen to it all the time when I'm at the computer station or on my iPhone. And, uh, you know, it's just sort of a motivating song. It, it's really interesting to me when people have a chance or listeners have a chance to listen to it. It's got this very high-pitched female voice that is singing a very kind of soothing, soft, slow song. And the words are so cryptic. It says, strip to the waist, we fall into the river, cover your eyes so you don't know the secret I've been trying to hide. We held our breath to see our names are written on the wreck of 86. That was the year I knew the panic was over. Yet since we found out that anything could happen, anything could happen. And then it talks about after the war, we said we'd fight together. I guess we thought that's just what humans do, letting darkness grow as if we need its palette and if we need its color, but now I've seen it through and now I know the truth, that anything could happen. So it's just interesting to me 
that you really resonate with this and that it's completely the opposite of the other song that we're going to talk about. Um, so did well, you actually ask. listen to all the words? I have. So when you talk yeah. about that, if you've been through challenging situations as a team, you've had victories, defeats, otherwise, all those things stay with you through life. But the song does not talk about holding on to that. It talks about, okay, we did all this, we did all that. But, you know, as you move forward, anything can happen. And that's that's the key thing right there. Anything can happen. You know, we've all yeah. had challenges yeah. in our life. I have. And uh, the times that I have rebounded, dusted myself off, and moved on to greater things, it's always been because I had a focus of anything can happen. Right, right. I just, I love it. So for our listeners, this, as we think about optimism and, you know, all the good things that, that are still possible in your life, this might be a song that you just resonate with. And then let's look at the other song that you recommended, the Warrior Song. And tell us a little bit about when you choose to push play on the Warrior Song. Well, I got to tell you, it is, you know, people have their workout music and all that kind of stuff, and it's not about the beat, but, uh, you know, I've been a warrior my whole life in the Army. I was a commander of tanks and uh, combat arms troops and all those things, and um, when you have to saddle up and get after it, uh, i got to tell you, that song puts you in the mode. Now, some people who've never have been in those situations or in that kind of service, uh, it is almost like a football song on steroids. It's pretty graphic, I, I hate to say. But if you've been a soldier, it resonates very quickly because when you have to saddle up and do those things, if something doesn't go well and you have to do it again tomorrow, you have to get, I don't want to say pumped up uh, and ready to go. But it's pretty graphic. It's pretty uh, hard charging. Um, And, you know, when I want to go back to those days, that's how I connect with that song. And so uh, and I don't do that in a negative way. I do it in a positive way when uh, it brings me back to when I was leading soldiers and doing all those kinds of things. I don't know how to really explain yeah. it, but, yeah. You're, and, you're uh, doing you know, a beautiful... It's, it's focused on an enemy, so there would be some people that would say, well, that seems pretty uh, brutal or whatever. Yeah, it's called a warrior song, and if you have to go toe-to-toe with a bad guy... Um, it's not like a video game, I guess is what I would say. Mhm. Mhm. What impressed me about the song was its um forever consistent beat. It didn't matter what the words were saying, it was like you were on a mission and it was nonstop. It never let up on the beat. It was like constantly marching through blood, death, whatever. And um, it it made me realize that this keeps you on track. It also validates you, reminds you, you know, of where you've been. Um, and I think kind of ignites, you know, what that if something comes up, you know, that <clears throat> maybe not be bloodletting or death, um, <laughs> maybe close to it sometimes, <laughs> but just keeping your sights on the mission. You know, what What am I striving for? What are we going for so that I can just get through this much? It wasn't as bad as it used to be, and I can do anything. Does that ring close to the truth or not? 
So it it gets your blood pumping, and it's almost like if you're doing a power workout and you need that song that is inspiring, and the beat is not lost on any veteran. The beat is all about just like when you would do uh, physical workouts as a unit and a 100 soldiers would be jogging and they're singing cadence and your song beat is always as your left foot hits the ground, keeping everybody in step in unison and you're part of a team. That that song is the same thing. I, I can listen to it over and over. I'm not focused on the sort of war-type words. Focused on the beat. I'm focused on the team. It really sends out a message to your enemies. Do not mess with me because it's not going to go well. Um, and I don't know how to explain it, but uh, it resonates for me. Now, I don't harp on yeah. it all the time. Times when uh, I feel like I'm uh, having to rise to a challenge, that song will help you rise to the challenge. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there, you know, there's a lot of warriors out there that have uh, been doing the deed over the last decade. And, um, you know, it's, uh, and I'm not, I'm not making a statement pro and con on conflict. That's not my point. But if you're a warrior and you train to be a warrior because that's your profession, um, at the end of the day, all of that's true, you know? Yeah. Well said. The the songs resonate deeply with you, so I encourage our listeners to uh, listen to those on the links and see how that might work for you as well. And helping you not only to validate yourself, but to keep you on track for whatever you're needing to go through, um, <laughs> whether it be a workout or, you know, something else that might be a little bit more challenging uh, in the workforce or, or otherwise. And then the other song, um, Anything Could Happen, to to provide that optimism that, you know, this too can happen. So as we think about, Amy, you know, the optimism key to eating stress that doesn't eat you, you know, Albert Einstein in your free handout at your um, on your blog at amyfrost.com, the link is on the on our show page here, says there are only two ways to live your life. One is though nothing is a miracle, and the other is though everything is a miracle. Is that the way you live every day? Well, you know, and I was really thinking about it, especially when Ross was talking. He and I are two peas in a pod. We've uh, done a lot of work together for many years. We've been together for 18 years. And he's lo- he lost two brothers when he was in his 20s. They were both in their 20s. And my husband died in Desert Storm in 91. And we both worked worked full-time, went to school at night for many years. And I would just say the definition of optimism is Ross Bryant and Amy Frost. So I think I can't think of a better match, uh, you know, to, to be talking about optimism. And, yeah, I'd have to say that I do live as everything is a miracle. I don't necessarily like it sometimes, the things that are happening, but I really do believe in my heart that it, it really is a miracle. How about you, Ross? Um, when I look at it, and I even listen to those songs, and even in my life today working with veterans, um you know, I want to have a reputation that if you were in a firefight or you were in danger or you were in crisis, that if you called me and I said I was on my way, you would feel relieved because you know I'm going to get there. Um, there's people in your life that would say, hey, I'd love to help you out, and they call you and say, hey, I'm on my way, and you would say, well, I wonder I wonder if they'll make it. And um, 
those songs are all about optimism, but it's also about teamwork and people having uh, reliability in you. Yeah, and I think knowing, right, that you can count on people helps with optimism. So I think it all kind of fits together. And I want to kind of just give a, an idea of what, what the heck do we think optimism is and some, some ideas is I think it's the tendency to expect the best, to believe or hope that things will turn out well, or at least that, you know, that it'll be better, that tomorrow is going to be better. And it relates really well with hope, and that's why it's hope skills slides really well into optimism. And, you know, again, it isn't that you think everything's going to be great all the time, but you know that there's an end means to the end. And something that Ross says all the time that I absolutely love, and it's something that that gets me through dark times at times, who says, are you ready? He's, he's looking at me like, oh, crap, what is she going to say? He says that this is just a chapter in your life. It's not the book. And sometimes it's just a page in your book. But it feels like it's it's the whole book and it's over and it's not going really well. Another one of my favorite quotes by, uh, is by Dr. Robert Schuler, And this is how I have three master's degrees. This is how Ross has done all the things that he's done in his life. So the only thing that stands between you and grand success and living are two things, getting started and never quitting. And I think that, to me, is a true sign of an optimist, is that I'm going to stay in the game. I'm going to stay in the game. And I know for me, with working with people, my expectation is that you're always going to keep making steps. Sometimes it's a micro, mini, teeny, weeny little step, but it's a step. And that's, and that's you know, a lot of what the work that we do, Miss Judith, with people in general, is just keeping them focused on things can be better. That doesn't mean it isn't awful right now and we have to deal with the awfulness and face it, but that, that belief that it's going to be okay. I look at in the, one of my favorite quotes, and I'm not sure where it comes from, this is, in the end everything will be okay. If it's not okay, it's clearly not the end. There you go. <laughs> Uh, amen. <laughs> so, whole thing about optimism, and you know, let's say the, uh, you know, the looking for better. How do you feel like you use optimism in your life, Judith? <laughs> well, you know, I've um, I've had some recent um, experiences where today specifically, I really had to practice a lot of gratitude for everything that was happening, including the doctor and the the technician and so on, because I had to go through a biopsy. And um, so I was really clear about making sure that I was in gratitude for everything because I know that whatever you focus on, you grow. So if I focus on gratitude, that means I'm going to have more to be grateful for. And so (laughs) I was really focused on making sure that even if it appeared like I was upset about something, that I was, you know what, there is absolutely something in this to be grateful for. <laughs> so um, I got to practice that a lot today. And, um, you know, and there's still more information to come about that. But uh, it's it's looking at how life provides these opportunities for you to challenge the flow, challenge how easily you can process through um, what could be, not joy in the middle of crisis. You know, how how can you look at the brighter side? And it's not it's not like trying to fool yourself about what reality is about, but it's choosing to say, you know, I know this is what's happening, but I choose to look at this differently because that's what I want to grow is the different, positive, joyful aspect of this with an optimistic heart. 
Yeah, it's, I love that. And and part of what comes to is really if we acknowledge that everything is a miracle, then know that there is a divine purpose for what's going on. Not to punish or not not to cause you pain, but there's some greater purpose. And like Jill, Jill Chambers said when she was on a while ago, she said that what if you change why is this happening to me to why is this happening for me? And sort of looking at like coming from that place. And like I like to say, I, I really live my life as a, a, an optimistic, critical. The reality right now, <laughs> what can I do to live as optimistically as possible, yet be do what I need to do at the same time? Yeah. Which I say, you were you doing know, such a great job of finding that balance, calling in the support right, that you right. needed, getting the help on and all I, levels I, that you needed, you know, with your doctor, but also asking friends to pray. And so... You know, it's, it's it's finding that balance, not just going with one or the other, but, but including all of those parts. Yeah, I think that when you can create the intention that you would desire out of a situation, so for instance with me, with this process I'm going through right now, um, for me it's about I just want to be in peace. You know, whatever anything and everything is about, I just want to experience peace. And so in all ways I'm looking at, okay, so how can this be peaceful? How can I enroll peace into this? And when you when you really create an intention that is a positive one, it's amazing how you draw to you um, anything and everything that will support that intention. And, and yes, absolutely. And in, in the handout, I have an inner peace scale, which would be a great exercise for people to try uh, once a day for a month. And it gives you an idea to know what the heck is inner peace and how, how would I know I hit that. And I think that's a, mm-hmm. a lovely way to play with inner peace. I'd like to ask Ross about optimism, and especially when he's has stuff going on in um, his life in the workplace, especially, and working with, with veterans or, um, or bureaucratic situations, how do you employ optimism? Well, you have to focus on the win-win, and you have to... Uh... You know, meet everyone with respect as far as the people that come in for assistance. And it's all about treating all the veterans as, uh, you know, great men and women who volunteered to serve who are working on their next uh, career path. So that doesn't mean that some people don't have issues that we focus on and get resources to, but we don't treat anybody like a broken veteran, that's for sure. Well, I'm just And uh, so we, you know, we focus on where they're headed, where they want to go, and we help them, and they're they're optimistic because the office is optimistic about helping them as they move forward. And then when I work with other entities, I always try to find the uh, the win-win with all of us focusing on helping vets. So there's plenty to do and plenty of key people that we need, um, and I try to have everyone be part of the team. And it's you know not always easy, um, but if you can lead by example and and follow that then, you know, good things come your way of other people doing great things that can be part of the team and do their part, you know, and so that's what we try to focus on. Well, and I and I do believe that, that optimism is, you can feel it. You know, like, you know, when you walk into a, a, a conflicted situation, you can feel, Ugh, it doesn't feel good in here. But I think there it really is, a, a feeling with optimism, and even if you got know when you people, I'm working with people 
that a lot of times the work I need to do is is to help them to be a little more optimistic about their situation, about the possibility of having a job that they would enjoy instead of hate. Uh, and then once I can get them a little bit more optimistic, then I can get them to maybe dig in a little bit deeper and do the work they need to do. But if they're not optimistic, it's really hard to get them to do to, to do the tasks they need to do to to move forward. Yeah. yeah, you have a you have a great quote here by Marcus Aurelius who says, "If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your own estimate of it, and this you have the power to revoke at any time." And I'm just remembering um, retrospectively today when the the tech was saying to me, and I, by the way, the staff I had was fabulous. I'm so impressed with their abilities to serve. And she says, you know, there's a lot of people that come in here very nervous <laughs> because they don't know, you know, what's going to happen or what the results are going to be and all of that. And and I thought, um, I'm really not nervous. I'm pretty aware of everything, and I'm just, you know, I'm on a journey. And the journey is about having peace about, you know, what's going to happen. And I'm I'm really not that nervous about it. I think that what overwhelms me, because I'm such a giver, I'm realizing, that when I have <laughs> engaged close friends um, to support me with prayer and reaching out, that that's when I get overwhelmed. I just, I start crying because of the the beauty and the love that is just constantly outpouring right now. And so <laughs> be prepared because when you put the call up that you need support or you would like to have that, believe me, it rushes in. And I think that's what's affected me more than anything else. Mm. Yay. <laughs> so, you know, on your second page of your handout, Amy, you've got a diagram that says living with heart. Can you explain what that diagram is? It's pretty in- interesting. Well, it, it, the the it, the bottom line is this came to me in, uh, when I was working on uh, doing a presentation at a career conference, believe it or not. And w- what it represents is the whole goal is action, conscious action. And on the uh, in the handout there, it's a it's a heart with wings, and the the left wing is about reflection. And that's about getting guidance, meditation, but it's also critical thinking and those kinds of skills too. And what I find is that people are just always in reflection. They're ungrounded and they could look flaky. And if you're on the other side, the other wing of the heart, you're taking action. And if you're continually taking action like a work addict would be, which is one of the things both Ross and I work on, um, you would be a hamster in a wheel. So it's balancing that reflection and that action and the goal is always to come from the center of your heart and come from conscious action. And I think if you're doing that, you're doing both reflecting and acting, it helps you to be optimistic. I think it's optimism is the fuel of conscious action and that continuous doing the inner and outer work. Well, I expect that all our listeners are going to go to your website, Amy, at amyfrost.com and download this free handout so they can access that diagram and really ponder it. That is a a meditative uh, diagram to to focus more inwardly. We have reached the end of our show. Can you believe 30 minutes went by so quickly? Uh, no, I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Ross. You've been listening to Music for Life with hosts Judith Pinkerton and Amy Frost. 
We are located at the Music for Life Health Club and Training Center in Las Vegas, Nevada, where our staff supports you building mental fitness and emotional mastery. Our four divisions offer wellness circles directed by Amy Frost, our national wellness circle director, drum circles coordinated by Jeffrey Troer, music therapy coordinated by Becky Wellman and myself, who is also our national research director, and music medicine, which I actually direct. Music for Life's Public Health Club offers discount memberships to waive the public program fees. To connect with us before the next show, which will be next Tuesday, (laughs) go to our website at www.musicforlife.us. It is our sincere mission to have inspired you with life skills. We dare you to be happy now. Until we meet again next Tuesday.